1: Anything that you can do to support us at LakersBall.com, Lakerholics.com, and the great folks at the Hoopheads Podcast Network, it is sincerely appreciated. Well, again, another nail-biter, the second one this week for the Lakers, and I'll tell you what, with an even more short-handed roster on the scene because Austin Reeves and Rayshon Rondo was added to the injury list, along with everyone else, LeBron, and, of course, what's going on with, with THT, and, of course, Kendrick Nunn. With the only available players down to nine, you figured the best way to go ahead and defend the Lakers was to go ahead and double-team Anthony Davis and make his life hard for him, and also make sure that you got Mello at the priority. well. And that's what Miami Heat did. They played very well defensively against anthony davis and also carmelo anthony but you leave it up to the lakers to go ahead and make sure you've got them hitting three pointers you got to go ahead and make russell westbrook take a lot of shots and command the game so you think you've got it won, right if you're on miami no 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 this was a day where the lakers did actually shoot the three extremely well malik monk came off the bench and had a tremendous game with 27 points the lakers overall 18 of 38 from three and despite us trying very hard in the last minute to give the game away on not one but two occasions the lakers still managed out a great victory in overtime second one this week 120 to 117 over the miami heat and here today to talk about the game unfortunately laker tom is going to be with us on friday and so is jamie sweet but here today in their place you got to be part of the conversation today at lakersball.com. It is Ox 1947 it is Joe Soro. Joe, the way you designed it from the coaching standpoint from Miami was exactly the way you should do it. You make life hard on AD, you make life hard on Melo and let everybody try and win the game for the Lakers. And for once, that's exactly what they did.
0: The game got a little bit of a level playing field when Jimmy Butler left with an ankle injury. First uh, that quarter. That's correct. First quarter. Yes, Miami's fundamentals are, I guess, at least in the first half, were a little bit better in terms of uh, their flow. But was better. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I did notice that the this is probably the Lakers' best flow. There was a really good flow. Their defense was their team defense was, you know, as good as I've seen it this year. The issue is decision making and creating turnovers. It is mind-boggling to me that you have guys like Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Carmelo oh, Anthony. You have all-time greats who are not boxing out. That P.J. Tucker putback, you, if, if, you, if, if you just box out, the game ends right there in regulation. And they've been doing this They did it all game long. And I I hate to come out of this really, really, really good win and such a negative thing. I'm being such a Laker fan right now. But as a Laker fan, for those of you who listen to Laker fans and people who know Laker basketball, we're used to smart players. We're used to smart decision makers. And we're also always looking a little bit ahead of, of of today because if this is going to be a habit these habits just like last year remember when we would get into those six and seven minute droughts? well habits become magnified in the playoffs granted I know ad ended up coming up lame at the end there but the guys have a ma- had a massive problem scoring in certain instances in a game. And so far this year, I'm seeing really, really stupid turnovers. There are no passing lanes, and they're making bounce passes. And then, of course, Russell Westbrook. The guy's numbers are uh, amazing, but the guy makes way too many mistakes. And it kind of connects with everybody else, and, and it's really frustrating.
1: He did bring us back into that last two minutes between the one and two minutes. He was actually very good hitting a couple shots in a row, but you know, I noticed that Mark Jackson in his uh, analogy said he wanted to go with the last ball as far as the last 30 seconds is concerned with Russell Westbrook. And I'm thinking, you know, you're only going to win so many times with Russell Westbrook just dominating the ball. I would have actually given it to, to Carmelo to take that shot. But you know what, again, the Lakers were able to go ahead and still get it into overtime they were still able to go ahead and pull a nice lead. The mistakes that they made, they've got to shore up. Like you said, the five seconds when you have a timeout left is still something that, that boggles my mind. How Carmelo could have actually forgotten that? You got to go ahead, one, two, three, four. You can get to four. Timeout, timeout right away. Let's go ahead and timeout. Uh, you know, and Russell Westbrook going in hard on P.J. Tucker, and you know, obviously throwing an errant pass from there let's go ahead and break down for the for the positives. Russell Westbrook, he was 25 points, 14 assists, 10 to 22 shooting, 3 of 7 from 3, 14 assists, 12 rebounds, another triple-double, but eight turnovers which again leads to what you're talking about as far as decision making is concerned. Anthony Davis, 24 points, 13 rebounds, I still think that Miami played a great job defensively on it because if they didn't have Lowry botting him up because Lowry's a very strong individual, they had a double team on him pretty much every time out except for when he was on Bam Adebayo. That's probably the best way you want to do it because you're counting on the other guys in the Lakers to hit the shot. And usually, according to what the season has dictated, it hasn't happened often as we'd like. This is a change, though, because with Malik Monk scoring 27 points, with Wayne Ellington shooting four, six from three, with Avery Bradley shooting five of eight from three and scoring 17 points. Today was a little bit different. Hopefully it's not an outlier. Hopefully we can get this kind of consistency from the other guys more often.
0: Well, it makes sense why they hit the shots. They had space. They were collapsing on Anthony Davis all game long, and it was a good strategy because they basically said, look, we're not going to let Anthony Davis drop. 50 on us and you know Miami knows Anthony Davis extremely well up until what was it game four well they also Anthony... played
1: tight on Carmelo you know Carmelo they made the life rough for him he was only one of five from three
0: it, it, Eric Spolstra's game plan was perfect the only the only thing that went wrong for them is, is is the Lakers decided to make shots tonight yeah and and it was a combination of open shots and then once you start getting that confidence going, then it starts to kind of just permeate throughout the the team. And it was, you know, you know, you know, this is an ego a driven uh, league. It's an ego driven. Professional athletes are driven by ego and, and 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 hey, you know, chip on their shoulders. So I was watching the feed from Sportsnet, so I wasn't watching the feed from from uh, the national feed, ESPN. So I can't handle Mark Jackson, Jackson. and that. Crew, I, I like Mark Jackson. Don't get me wrong; I don't have a problem with. It, but it's everybody else that that gets on my nerves, and I like Stew and, and Billy Matt. But anyways, so you have these guys, basically probably being told, guys, they're collapsing on it on Carmelo. They're collapsing on AD. They think you're nothing, and well, they made the shots tonight, and this is a shot making league. This is not an accident, guys. Uh, the The rules are set now the you know to make shots when you're open and the guys did it uh they played very good defense as as a collective better than i've seen them all year and that's gonna that's that's what happens after what is it now 13 games with new players and half the team missing so we got a good you know result from that and ad going 24 and 13 with all that damage only shows you how amazing that guy is and he was He was great in the paint other than boxing out. I'd say the whole team could have saved themselves a lot of headache if they had just done a few more fundamental things on the court, which is, again, not passing where there are no lanes, especially bounce passes or trying to get the ball over their defender. And then, of course, boxing out, letting P.J. Tucker become, you know, Moses Malone every other play. There is much room for improvement in a lot of areas, but again, best win of the year. They played the best I've seen them. And I do like, you know, a lot of times it's better to be lucky than good. This is their third overtime game in 13 games. I don't really remember too many overtime. Are there, oh,
1: is it 12 games? 7-5, 12. Oh, oh seven that's
0: right. Five. We started 6-5. and five. I'm sorry, 12 games. So this is <laughs> – they've uh, they spent a quarter of the season already in overtime, and they're 3-0. Oh. So I – do think that helps over time. Now, if you can kind of tighten up the fundamentals and make it something that's a priority and stop turning the ball over every other damn play, then we're going to probably see this game end up being a 110-99 game instead of having to go to overtime. And that's the thing is we're caught up with all the numbers. We're caught up with amazing shots at the end. But if you're just taking care of the ball just a little bit, better we wouldn't have this problem but they did come back from nine and fourth again I'm, I'm gonna go back and forth on the good and the bad because that's what people want to see and you know we want to entertain everybody here so and usually good and bad are, are good for podcasts <laughs> so they were down nine and that they, they showed a lot of fortitude there in, in coming back because uh that that was a loss the last the last few losses uh they came back and and made good with that and again uh Miami is a very 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 good team. And it was a very good win, and let's let's keep the ball rolling here. W's are always good. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break.
1: Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse once again, I'm on with Joe Soro from LakersBall.com. Be part of the conversation there with the grooves and all the action that happens there during the game as well.
0: Game time was lights out today. Probably the best yeah. one of the year. We, yeah. were, we were going back and forth. And again, we, we, we say funny things. We'll go down into despair. We'll be happy. I mean, it is the most bipolar, multi-personality thread you'll ever be in. And again, that's sports. That's what it does to you. It's, it's massive euphoria down with depression. So I thought I was probably the most harsh to Westbrook today. Uh, Everyone else was just kind of, they seemed like they've gotten used to Westbrook. I'm just like, can Westbrook just not turn the ball over when it matters? That's all I'm asking for, you know. And he he did a little bit of a better job than he did in the last game against Charlotte. So again, entertaining game. We won the game. What comes from this is, uh, I guess the most important thing is, They're going to be hardened in the close games because they're winning the close games. And winning close games is usually what is a a talent of of a title team. Once the big boys come back, uh, hopefully they can, you know, put it all together then and, you know, continue to do what they're doing here.
1: Well, again, it's just a matter of, like you said, execution down the stretch. There was times where I was not really satisfied with the way they're playing defense against Tyler Hero because Tyler Hero was very effective for the Heat. He's actually bounced back from a rough season last season, and he played very well today, scoring 27 points. Also, bam, Adebayo, once Jimmy Butler went out, took over the game. And this is something where, again, if he could play like this with Jimmy Butler on the court, they would really be unstoppable. But 28 points, 10 rebounds from him. Just a really solid game from them. And then, again, they had a great game plan, the way to go ahead and defend Anthony Davis with either straight up on Bam Adebayo or doubling hard on him with a very strong Kyle Lowry. But you're not going to go ahead and count on the Lakers to be so efficient. But that's why they went out and got all these three-point shot makers, is to go ahead and have days like these more often, something we haven't seen a whole lot of. Malik Monk has been playing well the past couple games. This is hopefully a sign that he can consistently play that in the future. Your thoughts on Malik Monk? Again, 27 points coming off the bench today. It's a matter of defense. I mean, obviously, his offensive skills are there. His defense has got to go ahead and be acceptable enough for him to stay on the floor.
0: Malik Monk on D. I don't know if that's ever going to happen from an individual standpoint, but from a team standpoint... I always say, uh, I remember the 2008 Celtics had Paul Pierce and Ray Allen on the team playing Detroit Pistons defense from 04. It's called team defense for a reason. If the, if Malik can learn that concept, I think he'll be fine. And again, the, the Lakers made a little bit of a sacrifice trading KCP, letting Alex Caruso go, those two guys were extremely good at being disciplined and running through screens the correct way and knowing angles. Defense is effort, okay? These guys are all phenomenal athletes. Maybe Carmelo Anthony might be long in the tooth. LeBron, you know, those guys, maybe they may not be able to go through screens like they used to, and they've got a lot more mileage on them. I get that, but when you're a young player, and you've got athleticism like a Malik Monk, you've got you've to be able to, to, to put in that effort. And there's going to have to be a chemistry built there uh, for it to work. And today I saw a little bit of a progression in that area. Malik Monk dropping 27 is a good sign that the Lakers have bench players that could come in and be that extra star any given game. So one game you have Carmelo dropping 29, and then one game you have Malik coming in and dropping 27, you know, and then maybe you have a game where Dwight comes in and and, and drops 15 and and 13 rebounds. That's, again, another recipe for a championship team because we already know what AD is going to do, we know what LeBron's going to do, and we know what Brody's going to do. I think if we had our original team from last year, we probably don't win this game with LeBron out. So this was the first game, despite his some of his questionable turnovers, where having the third star was an asset. And we're going to see if this is going to be the norm as the team's chemistry starts to develop into something even better. And hopefully LeBron gets back in the next three weeks. So that's where I stand on. And again, I, I... I'm watching the game, especially towards the end. Had they not had a five-second violation, I, I want to enjoy the wins. I really do. But these are really bad mistakes, and they take the life out of you. But it was a good win, and let's let's look to the next game and let's let's see if they can tinker some of these mistakes away.
1: Well, the only thing is, like, I agree with you on that, and also you can count on a. An offensive foul by Dwight Howard on a moving screen at least once every game, if not twice. And then another thing, you can always count down the stretch, Russell Westbrook doing ma- making some type of poor decision, like when he went in with P.J. Tucker and just basically threw the ball away. Try Instead, he's just trying to go ahead and force the ball up and trying to get a foul or something. At least put he, up he, the he was,
0: shot. He thought he was going to get the foul. And see, that's the problem with – this is a problem that's always that's been around for a while now but not today was I I screamed at the players a few times basically saying enough of talking to the refs okay stop talking to the refs you're going to make them more mad they're more they're not going to listen they are not going to change the foul why are you arguing with them you know it just drives me crazy that these guys are constantly chirping at the ref okay the ref stunk in the third quarter and the second quarter you know who can at this point you can't change that you know how about focus on the the game you know i I, one of the few things that i that, that david stern was trying to do before he retired was i remember he was he was trying to get this chirping with the refs thing out of the game and if you chirped to the to the ref too much they'd call a tech right away and then they started getting it mixed up with, you know, they can't distinguish whether it's emotion or or you know, and they were worried about maybe during the playoffs, somebody would get called, you know, get called with a tech and all that. I'm like, look, man, this should be common sense. Okay. If a guy's gonna argue with you over every foul call, the ref should just tell him, look, this is the third time in a row you've asked me this and you said this. Enough. I've given you three warnings. Stop chirping about the fouls and then stop. Because it's just annoying. It's annoying. It looks like you guys are not focusing on the job, and there's play that's going on that's basically meriting that 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 decision. You, you know, you're giving it merit by by making stupid bonehead mistakes that veterans should not do. And 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 again, it's a cancer. It spreads. It doesn't matter if it's Mel. When Melo does it now, Malik Monk's going to do it, and the Malik it's going to go to Westbrook. These things matter, and. You know, we're, we're again we're Laker fans. I know we're spoiled. I know, you know, it's just a game. It's game twelve of you know in freaking November for for God's sakes. But that's what's made the Lakers great is caring. Well, even let's, now,
1: let's talk about with one bad thing that needs to be fixed and looked at, and one good thing. We're going to close out the show. The bad thing first, and that is you got combined from Kent Bazemore from Dwight Howard and also from DeAndre Jordan, three points, literally, combined from all three of them. Very ineffective showing. And for Kent Basemore, this is like several games in a row that he's been very ineffective. And DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard, with literally one point between them and Dwight Howard fouling out in 11 minutes, that can't get it done. You can't get it done when you're already shorthanded, when you only have nine players that you're dressing, and two of them, only give you 11 minutes before they're both ineffective each. So your thoughts on this? I mean, the with Kent Baseball, I'm surprised that he's really not taking advantage of the situation. Coming in, we really thought he could be a really good key to this team, not only in on the defensive end, but the fact that he shot 40% last year from the three-point range. We thought he would be feasting a lot off those, those sideline threes from, that he was making with the Golden State Warriors. Your thoughts on those three, on what they need to do to step it up, or maybe make some changes within the course of the lineup and rotation. Once the healthy players get back,
0: you know, again, it comes down to expectations. Uh, Kent Bazemore, when the, when the Lakers signed him, I, I didn't really have any feeling about it. I, if he can contribute a little bit here and there, I was, I was satisfied. Uh, he he kind of came out of the gate really well, was hitting his shots, playing good D and then he's kind of tailed off since last maybe three or four games. Dwight Howard is Dwight Howard. He's not a very – I don't know if discipline is the right word. He's just not a very focused player sometimes. Sometimes he just does stupid stuff, and he's the one that's been chirping at the refs uh, to the point where I'm just – and he, I know I know he gets dumb fouls sometimes, and you're just sitting there going, well, why are the refs picking on him? But at some point, you're going to have to stop worrying about it. You have to adapt, just like, uh, you know uh, – a pitcher trying to adjust to a, a particular umpire's strike zone you gotta are you gonna sit there and yell at the umpire every time you don't get a strike same thing in bas- basketball if they're gonna do call touchy fouls adjust you're Dwight Howard you're you have one of the most freakish genetics I've ever you know we've ever seen you, your athletics still even in year what is it now 18 or 17 how about just adapt and, and do the right thing instead he, he kind of skews and then if, as far as dj i mean anything we can get out of him is good and when you don't get anything out of him i'm not surprised
1: i don't think anyone is and that's part of it yeah he, like he
0: was he was he was having problems last year and and, and some guys are just just like Marcus Gasol before we we got him last year he had already shown signs that he was pretty much done and and, and you know again in, in basketball when you see somebody getting done, they're, they're they're pretty much, you know, they're not too far away from being completely done. Now, here is where I am going to put a little bit of the blame on everything, and I am I am I am. It's sad to say this because I really really like the coach. I really like Frank Bogle. but he's been terrible. And it's not just about you know putting the team together. That's you know, there's only been what two or three guys from last year that you know I understand that part. The part is, where the heck are the plays out of the timeouts? I mean, that that last play, you dribble, 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 Westbrook, and then shoot from, you know, the other side Again, of it, town.
1: I think it should have gone to and that's
0: Yeah, that's not the first time we've seen that. It's it, This is a constant habit. And how about controlling your players? You know, these guys making these mistakes, call a timeout, go, what the hell are you guys doing? Well, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? What we know what's gonna happen. Again, Frank Vogel is a company man. Okay, you know, I had a I had a funny uh, post on Lakers ball one time where I said, you know, they're talking about you know, assistant coaches this, assistant coaches that. Oh, he, you know, Frank uh, pumped up this assistant coach, or oh, yeah, you know, James Jason Kidd. He was, you know, campaigning for Jason to get a, a head coaching job. I remember saying he's a company man. He's gonna say the company line. And I think when you're that kind of coach, you're probably gonna not tell a forty four million dollar a year guy when you're making five million, "Hey, you need to stop doing that. I'm gonna sit your butt down on the bench." You'll probably lose them because this is twenty twenty one, and you know guys like Russell Westbrook are like, "Who's this guy making five million dollars? Who's Frank Vogel?" You know, so you're, you're you're going through there, you're going back and forth with all that, so. That aside, Frank's not – he hasn't really shown me that he can do some basic freaking plays when it matters. Where the hell are these things? Especially when you have somebody like Westbrook, you have a LeBron who can handle the ball, you know, pick and roll something. Do something and have somebody get open. Like, we look like we're lost every time. If if you have a good play and the guy misses the shot, fine. But we can't even get get into a set. We can't even get into a normal set, a normal pick and roll, a normal swing the ball back this way, swing the ball back that way. I was seeing Miami do it all, all the way, and and if Tyler Hero didn't go, you know, uh, limp in the last few minutes, they would have won that game. They missed point blank shots, and they missed free throws. Duncan Robinson missed two out of three of those. That 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 one was the one that killed me. Was fouling at the three point line, I and mean, I was just like, one mistake that's really bad is one thing. But when you're making three and four of those kind of mistakes in a one-minute span, that's the part where you can't think about the win anymore or the points. You're thinking, what What are these guys and what the heck are they doing? Where What, what is this? You know, it, I, I don't know. Uh, Frank Vogel, I'd say right now, is is, is the guy I'm going to be watching uh, closely because he needs to do something. He needs to fix he needs to fix his uh, his, his game planning. Uh, not game planning, I'm sorry. He needs to fix his in-game adjustments a little bit better. And hopefully with LeBron, again, I'm saying three weeks LeBron because these ab uh, strains don't usually heal very quick. And they haven't really made it official that he's gonna be out a month. But every doctor I've talked to uh, online or people who play one online, <laughs> have said this is a uh, one at least a one month to one month and a half uh, injury so it's going to be an interesting month or three weeks we'll see
1: we're signaling the ref for a quick timeout but we'll be back with more of the lakers fast break podcast needing an edge for your fantasy football team Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. But before we head on out, I want to go ahead and mention one last thing. The Lakers were outscored at the free throw line by 17, but outscored the Miami Heat at the three-point area by 24. They they shot and made eight more three-pointers than the Miami Heat, which obviously is a good sign. It's something that when Rob Palenka made all these signings and gave up defense for offense and quite a substantial amount, he envisioned the Lakers with all these three-point shooters to be able to go ahead and have days like these where they are hot and they're shooting 47% as a team. We need to go ahead and replicate that going forward. Do you see the Lakers going ahead and becoming more of a, a top-tier, three-point shooting team going forward with the kind of effectiveness you saw tonight from three?
0: with if LeBron comes back and plays healthy the rest of the year, there's no doubt that the Lakers are going to have the ability to become more of a, the, the modern NBA kind of setup. However, you know, I feel like 2020 was a little bit of a – Kind of back, going back to the to the old way of doing things. That's why the Heat were collapsing on AD so aggressively. They didn't want him in the paint. They didn't want him. they gambling the best on the game.
1: Lakers being able to make those threes, and so that's a good gamble.
0: Easy. That's a yeah, because
1: so, it is because yeah. so far outside of Carmelo, they have not been shooting the three very well.
0: No, but again, you at some point, the, you know, these these are still NBA players. If they're going to get open shots, they're going to start making them. Even the Lakers were making open shots last year when they were not doing that very well, anyways. With Miami, you know, again, Miami, I always got to kind of go back to 2020 since we don't play Miami other than a couple times a year. You know that that series. I mean, AD just he destroyed that team, you know, up until the last couple of games, he was just a machine. And when AD gets going, AD leads the league within with paint points, I believe it was 15.6. And Bam Adebayo and PJ Tucker, you know, they're, they don't, there's only so much those guys can do against that guy, no matter how, much they want a roughhouse. He 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 could he could destroy them in a very in very very quickly if if they allow. And you know again the, I I really liked how they approached that game. It, it that's the part where you're like man, look how smart Spolster is. This is what he's doing. The only thing that was different in this particular game is the Lakers were making their shots. And when you make your shots, you just can't stop that. You either you either you know follow the guy to the three. Or you let AD basically go to the go to the hoop and score every time out. And that's just not going to work for, for, for most teams. So, again, if the Lakers want to play uh, Golden State Warrior basketball and the modern basketball, they have the personnel now to do it. Is it going to work when it matters? Hmm. That's a good question, Gerald. It's going to matter depending on who they play. They're going to play, let's say a Miami team, which, you know, again, I don't see Miami going to the finals this year, but if let's say if they play Milwaukee or Brooklyn or Phoenix, Golden State, do we want to play their game? My instincts say no. We want to play how we played when AD was dominating to the hoop. We want to play – where Russell's going to the hoop and getting those layups. We want to play where LeBron is going to the hoop and getting points. That kind of basketball wins games for this current structured Laker team. And if you've got the guys that can shoot to back those guys up, you know, the old uh, fundamental where you go to the hole, they collapse, Give it to the guy that's open in the corner. If they hit that shot, now what do you do? Now what are they going to do? They're not going to believe They're not going to be able to leave their man. So now LeBron, Brody, and then of course on the occasion that AD goes to the hoop, those guys are going to do. It's going to be a layup line at that point. So end all be all. Make your shots, and Lakers are, are going to be a very, very, very popular team to win it all.
1: Once again, it's Joe Soro from LakersBall.com. Be part of one of the great forums. And also during game time, they have a live chat going on in their forums at LakersBall.com. Be part of the conversation there at LakersBall.com. If you have any questions for us, it's at LakersFastBreak on Twitter, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. Want to thank everybody for watching and listening. It's been great and it's been fun. Joe, having you back on. Looking forward to the next time you can step on by. Once again, we will be back. The Lakerholics.com crew are coming back on Friday after the game against Minnesota. So we'll be back after the game. It's going to be another late night in Lakers land as it will be the Minnesota Timberwolves coming into town just had a hard loss against the Golden State Warriors even though Anthony Edwards just scored 47 points i think 47 48 another nice game from him as he develops in the second year but we'll see him or Anthony Towns Deantro Russell and the rest of the Minnesota Timberwolves as they come into the Staples Center we'll see if the Lakers can win 3 in a row now that they're 7 and 5 going in 12 games in another squeaker but we'll take it 120 to 117 on overtime and we'll be back on friday evening after the game right here at the lakers fast break podcast